0: Hey, everybody. Real quick before we get started, I just want to uh, tell you that this episode uh, that tackles this song is uh, heavily uh, into uh, stereo and talking about left and right. So if you are not listening on a pair of headphones or earbuds or something, you may want to stop, consider uh, changing that and put in some headphones um, or at the very least you know, plug this into your stereo or your computer speakers, whatever, as long as you got two of them, you should be good to go. Uh, But I would hate for you to get partway into this episode and realize that I'm going to talk a lot about uh, stuff to the left and stuff to the right, and you're listening to it on your phone or some kind of other mono device. So just stop now, and if you're not listening on uh, headphones or some other stereo device, uh, fix that, and then uh, you can go ahead and start the episode back up from this point. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this soloed episode of Michael's Mixdown. Michael's Mixdown is a show about uh, music production, recording techniques, the history thereof, and all things audio. So if that sounds like your jam, then why don't you come on in here and jam with me for a little bit. Uh, In case you've never heard a soloed episode, a soloed episode is a um, kind of a shorter mix of like a reaction... um, Kind of episode where I I dig a little bit like skin deep into a into a song and just kind of like give my my opinion my thoughts about it, but I don't really dive into an entire album or you know entire history of a of music or an artist. Uh, today's episode is about an interesting song called Cigarettes. Uh, it comes from a band called Kings X and their nineteen ninety four album Dog Man. Um, I first heard about this band when I was uh, probably early to middle, like, high school. Um, So I was probably 16 or 17 when I first heard this band, and this album was one of the first ones I heard by them, it's uh, arguably one of their more, probably most successful albums that they have, Um, even though I wouldn't be totally shocked if uh, you were telling me right now you've never heard of King's X. Um what's really interesting about this band is they're kind of tied in a weird way to uh the reason that I do this podcast, one of the very first inklings of, of this podcast. Um when I was a senior in high school, I started a club, um like a school approved club called the Music Appreciation Club. Um now, it didn't have a, a ton of people in it, um, and there was a lot more kind of goofing around in it than um, I would have liked, but the basic idea was that we got together once every week or every other week or so, and uh, you're supposed to bring a song to just discuss. You know, we play it uh, in class, in this classroom that we had, uh, kind of like rent it out, if you will, um, and just discuss it, discuss the lyrics, discuss what you kind of think it means. And I, um, brought a King's X song to that club once to, uh, to discuss. Uh, now it wasn't this one, um, but King's X has been around in my life and I have been thinking seriously about their music for a long time now. So, um, it is no surprise to me that um, I'm gonna do a song of theirs now, but the only surprise is that it took me this long to get around to them. Um, this song, if um, if you never heard it before, it's God, it's incredibly, incredibly sad, melancholy. Um, you know, I don't, I don't mean to like ruin anybody's mood right now, but um, but this song just, it's just maybe one of the saddest songs I've ever heard. But it's strange because it's not talking about heartache. It's not talking about a bad breakup. Um, it's not even really talking about anything specific. Um, it's influenced by blues, but it doesn't sound like blues. And it's just, it's the—it's a very unique kind of sad song um, because like, the the guy in the in the song if you want to think about the person singing as like a a person or character um he isn't even specific about what he's sad about um he talks about that he's been through a lot of pain but it's not specific really um what that pain was Uh, i think most sad songs are uh stories about something sad that happened or you know, like I said, a breakup or uh, some kind of uh, telling you about why we're sad or, you know, what exactly happened. And the song doesn't do that. It, it really goes more into what it's like to live um, with depression and how that can make you disassociate uh, from your surroundings sometimes because you get so overwhelmed by... Uh, the pain and the whatever it caused it uh, just sometimes it waves into you and sucks you out of reality for a while. Um, just like a, a big ocean wave would just crash on you and then um, waves pull back out and it feels like it pulls you with it uh, sometimes. So uh, the lyrics of the song are a guy just kind of like, not really knowing what's going on or how long maybe he's been staring at the wall. Um, cause he talks about, he can't remember if it's June or late September. And, um, so it's just a really poignant, really heartbreaking song. And the older I get and the more I listen to it, like the sadder and more poignant it gets for me anyway. Um, so uh, the production of the song is also really interesting to me, and it's another reason why I keep coming back to it. The um, The stereo field in the song is pretty neat. Um, it starts off with a hard pan left with uh, this guitar. Um, it's it's kind of bluesy, uh, maybe a little bit twangy. Um, I really love Ty Tabor's um, tone, like just... All the songs that I love um, from King's X start with, I think, a love of Ty Tabor's tone and how he plays guitar. And um, this guitar being panned hard left is kind of, a I don't know, it's ear-catching for me. Uh, and then Doug Pinnock's vocals are hard right. And um, I just think it's interesting when artists choose to, um, to do something that's different and pan things, um, differently and not straight up the middle. Um, it would be like the easiest kind of production choice just to pan that stuff up the middle or maybe have a stereo guitars left and right. Um, but I'm going to play this for you now. Uh, The beginning of this song and just listen to this melancholy guitar tone and how it just sets up the rest of this song because this this guitar lick is pretty much present throughout the entire song so here's uh, the the very beginning of cigarettes So, one thing I think is really interesting there is, uh, so Doug Pinnock's vocals are panned hard right, um, away from that guitar. And, um, it's got some kind of distortion filter thing on it. Uh, and then it even like doubles up. Um, so there's two Doug Pinnock singing and they both kind of have that distortion thing and they're both hard right. Um, and for me at least, the, um, the emotional tone here that I think that is, is being set is um, this idea of being separated from your realities. Being separated from your surroundings or maybe uh, being separated from the people around you um, because this guitar and his vocals are, are clear and away from, from one another. Um, And that happens right up into the chorus, uh, where everything kind of comes together in, uh, one, uh, kind of up the middle, uh, panned middle, and then they, then they go back, you know, hard right and left from each other again. Um, and I also just really love the, the drums are very punchy and impactful. Um, the bass is just solid and it kind of glues everything together. Um, one of the things that I love about this song, and it, you don't hear this as much anymore uh, these days, is the dynamics. Because uh, that guitar is pretty mellow and chill, and then when the, the drums come in, it kind of you know kicks things up a notch. And then you're about to hear in this chorus where things get pretty loud, and then they trail back off again. And um, modern like rock music and stuff is just kind of pinned to the wall the entire time. It's loud as it can be. Um, so I, I kind of miss these days of having dynamics and having, um, something interesting about the pen work and how, um, you can influence and affect the, the emotionality of the song and the storytelling by making creative choices in the editing process. Like separating this guitar and this vocal for me is a really powerful thing, um, Where this guy says, "I am—is this how it's supposed to be?" It's been so long since he felt normal. Um, So for me, it just seems like there's a lot of distance between him and this guitar, um, which kind of just represents, you know, this pain. Feeling like you're numb to what's going on around you, maybe your friends and family or whatever. Uh, But it's just, it's it's a really interesting concept, and um, it's one of my favorite. And are examples of like storytelling with just the production choices of a song because they could have just left this all like up the middle and you would have lost this cool nuance. Um, but here's the the chorus of this song and uh, just notice how loud and punchy it is, and then how it just kind of mellows back out again. Pretty pretty interesting. Now that you've heard kind of their, them at their full power, uh, now seems like a good time to mention that King's X is a three man band. Um, so I, I really love the idea of a, of a three person band. Um, cause like my dad once told me the first time he heard ZZ top, um, he was really blown away by like, I don't know how loud and how much he said it was just seemed like there was so much sound and then somebody told me it was only three guys and I just couldn't believe that there was just three guys could make all that sound. Um, and for me, I kind of feel that way here about Kings X because they make a lot of sound for, for three guys. Um, however, I'll tell you that the, um, Of course if you have three guys and you have a lead guitar part and a a rhythm guitar part like you'll have to overdub that stuff so um, obviously something like this couldn't be played a hundred percent you know live with just the three guys but uh, there's two guitar parts going on obviously Ty Tabor is very talented but he couldn't play two guitars at the same time Um, and the other thing I really love is um, just how the drumming complements um, the cymbal work is very, um, I don't know, it's, it's just somehow it perfectly complements what's going on, um, emotionally in the song. And then when the actual drums kick in, it's just, it's really impactful, uh, cause they kind of suck it out and, and then punch you back into it. Um, like I said, dynamics, I miss dynamics in music, um, because I just love that stuff. Uh, it's not to say it doesn't happen anymore, but it just seems like it's less and less common these days. Um, but yeah, then just that that kind of haunting guitar comes back, and we just sort of mellow back into it. Um, so anyway, I want to play the, the next section for you here, and then we'll discuss right after. <laughs> ¶¶ So listening to that section there, um, one of the things I really was kind of focusing in on was Doug Pennick's voice, and you can hear his, like, breaths as he's getting ready to sing. Um, I think that's really neat that they, um, like, modern production, they they normally go in to delete a bunch of breaths if they can. Um, so I just, I kind of like that they, they left that breathing in, it feels raw, um, more true to the you know, the story of this song and uh, Doug's bass playing here. Um, there's, I, I don't know. It's, it's low and it's got a little bit of thump to it, but there's also like this rattle, like the strings on the bass are just like rattling off the fretboard. Uh, like, I don't know, even maybe like they're almost a little loose or something. Like, it's just like a, a unnatural rattle to the guitar, uh, to the bass guitar strings. Um, it's just interesting, kind of edgy sound that they have um, in the strings there. Uh, and one other thing was the the lyrical change that I like, because uh, in that first uh, kind of passage, he says, is this how it's supposed to be? Now he says, is this how I'm supposed to be? Um, just really uh, interesting songwriting to me, um, and how this guy feels so lost in, um, in his pain and like you said the, the pain blows his mind and when we get back into the chorus um, maybe that's like a wave of something coming back hitting him uh, he's you know having a bad day something all of a sudden a memory comes flooding back and just takes it out of him and then when uh, the chorus settles down it's kind of like that wave receding and pulling him back into this um, sort of disassociative kind of place that he's in Uh, I don't know maybe I'm reading into it too much but that's that's what I hear when I when I listen to this song anyway uh, let's move on to the next section here This section has a neat keyboard part that comes in and i, I believe they hired a uh, like a session keyboard player to come in and play this and then um, there's a neat guitar solo coming up Do they ever know how to suck all the energy out of the room? Um, let's uh, take a, a quick listen back to that last little section there because I really love that it's just the guitar on the left and it's just his vocal on the right. Um, there's there's the drums come back in, of course, but but there's no drums here at this particular moment. And um, let's let's see if we actually can just listen to the guitar. Of that section and then just listen to the vocals of that section you can hear him like breathing um, you know right before he sings his part and um, I just I love how raw and emotional that sounds um, so so let's go back just a second and listen to that part again and then we'll move on <music> And did you get anything for me? Will you help me to remember? When I fall into the sea? So here in that last uh, section, the, uh, the doubled-up vocal that's on the right there I've been trying to think. It's like, I don't know exactly if I've got a theory, um, as to why that is, uh, done that way. But the phrase like being beside yourself, um, kind of comes to mind. Um, so that's really all I've got. But anyway, so this is the, uh, you know, we're coming up on the end here and I'm going to fade up the, the ending of this song. I'm just going to let you jam to it and let you listen to it. Um, one thing that's kind of interesting is that here at at the end, the uh, guitar and the vocal switch places and the, the vocal goes left, the guitar goes right, um, and the only lyrics that you hear from this point on are just the lyrics that are about the pain, and um, it just kind of like washes over... Um, like this jam just kind of washes over those lyrics Um, and if you listen really closely you can kind of hear them fading in and out like I know I'm sitting uh, up here with this nice audio equipment and it'd be harder for you to hear this probably but uh, just close your eyes listen really hard think about where the voice is coming from try to hear the lyrics uh it kind of fades in and out um and i'm not totally sure i guess if i have a theory on why the lyrics get so washed out here so that they're just barely audible but uh you know you come up with your own theory why do you think the lyrics get so um pushed into the background of the mix why do you think that the, the only lyrics from this point on are just the, the phrases about pain? Um, so just listen to this jam. Um, it just kind of swirls around and just fades out into uh, the end of the song. And it's a, it's a really great ending to this song. Um, just couldn't picture it going any other way so i'm gonna fade this back in we're just gonna to jam to the end of this song and then um i'll i'll have a couple of final things to say so uh here it is <laughs> Here at the tail end of the song, there's some kind of nice percussion work going on. Um, and just I think it's a really interesting choice to um push Pinnock's voice back into the mix so far, because uh, he's got a really impactful, powerful, soulful voice. Um, go go check out one of their other songs. Uh, the guy can holler and scream, and I mean, he can do it all. Um, and they just kind of uh, they just kind of buried him in this mix here. And um, it's just, it's another layer of the storytelling of the song. Um, it's interesting. So um, anyway, this is the the end of the episode. Thank you for listening to another episode of Michael's Mixed Down and hanging out with me. Um, you can find me on uh, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and even TikTok, uh, where I post the occasional video that has to do with sound production stuff and uh sometimes my dogs are in there and people seem to like that so um if uh this was your jam then come back for another one uh, another time there'll uh, be another one up soon uh sometime in the near future and um i will keep making waves in here and you guys keep making waves out there we'll catch you next time